Welcome to the official business and lifestyle legends podcast. Real life stories, exciting interviews, and a lot of knowledge to change your life. And here is your host of today's episode, Ben Schneider. Today's episode is powered by jobmofi.com. Jobmofi.com is a job search platform where you can hire a remote worker from the overseas, from all over the world, and you can sell your services on the marketplace. So if you need a remote worker, a designer, a virtual assistant, a web designer, developer, or anything else, go on jobmofi.com, sign up for free, only verified users, no fakes, no scam. Check it out, 14 days free trial on jobmofi.com. Welcome guys to the Business and Lifestyle Legends podcast. My name is Ben Schneider. I'm the host of this episode today. And today I got another awesome guest for you. He's the founder of the Create Your Own Life podcast, um, which studies the highest performers in the world. He studied literature at Oxford University, specialized in using podcasting and new media to create celebrity and was ranked on number one position in iTunes new and 78 in the iTunes top 100. He was named at the top one uh, podcast to listen by the Inc. magazine in 2019, as well as being named as a top influencer by Forbes. Please, guys, welcome Jeremy Slate from New Jersey. Hey, Jeremy, how are you doing? Hey, thank you so much for having me today, man. Awesome. Thanks for being here. So, um, your field is podcasting, so let's grab some value from podcast um, knowledge today. What was your inspiration to start your own podcast? I had tried a bunch of different businesses. It didn't really work out, and I really just started a podcast as a hobby because I've been a listener since um, like 2008, 2009, so it was something I always really enjoyed. And uh, so I started the podcast really just as a hobby and we took off and had 10,000 listens in our, and, you know, it, you know, took off pretty quickly. Do you think this is today still possible? Uh, when you mentioned um, more than 10,000 listens in the first uh, 30 days, I'm not sure. Have you put in a lot of marketing budget or did you have um, some contacts to, I don't know, get into some email lists of big marketers, big influencers, or how have you made it? So so really in that case, it was just kind of I was able to do. So, um, you know, I had a small LinkedIn following at that point. So I didn't know what automation was. And I sent out all these messages to people. Um, I had this small email list that was like 700 people on it that I sent out to. Um, every person in my phone. So I had a few hundred people on my phone. I texted those. And... Um, you know, I, then I sent hundreds of messages on Facebook before they blocked my account for a little bit. So really, I knew like the main thing to do was the number of subscribers you can get in a 24-hour period is what ranks a show. So I did anything that I could to get in front of people and get them to subscribe to the show. You know, we were also pushing for reviews as well, but reviews really don't do anything to change the ranking of your show. So knowing that subscribes was the big thing. That's what we were really pushing for, um, you know, day one of the show. Now, is it possible now? You know, it's changed. The space has changed a lot. And I think unless you have a really unique and different idea, it becomes harder. And I think from the standpoint of, you know, starting with somebody like me with no following at that time, I think it's a lot harder to do that now. So I think it's about 
starting smaller and starting very niche and kind of, you know, building out from there, because I do think it's it's a lot harder to do that because they're just, you know, that was 2015. There was a lot less shows in the space. Um, we're over 2.1 million shows right now. But now the interesting thing about it is only about 400,000 shows have actually produced a show in the last 30 days. So it is when you look at it, there's a lot less competition, but still, that's a big number. Uh, 100% agree with that. Um, but uh, do you do you also take profit from the guests you have here in your episodes? So some do, some don't. And it's I've noticed in the in the earlier days, we got a lot more sharing. Um, we get a lot less now. And I think that's just kind of across the board with a lot of podcasts just because there's so many out there and people go on a lot more. So, um, you know, initially we were getting a lot of push from our guests and it really helped. And we found as the show's grown, we've had to get better at marketing, get better at getting out there in the right way. And, and it is really about 80% on the person running the show now rather than on the uh, guests that they have just because there's so many people going on podcasts. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point because we have also here in the Business and Lifestyle Legends podcast, we have people like Neil Patel and Gary Brackett and mm -hmm. David Meltzer and uh, all those people. Uh, I think a lot of them you have, you have too in your show. Um, but what is that those people are in so many podcast shows yes. as guests that they don't share it anymore. So back mm -hmm. in 2015, 16, 17, they were maybe proud to be on another show. So they shared yeah. that with their audience to, to show them, hey, I'm on that podcast show. You need to listen to this awesome interview. But mm -hmm. nowadays, they are uh, on a daily or weekly basis on a podcast show, so they don't share it anymore. So uh, what you mentioned, you have these awesome guests, um, which is good to, to network and all that kind of stuff. So we can talk about that in a few seconds. Mm -hmm. But for the podcast show itself, it does not really help that much. That, this is my experience because most yeah. of the people, most of the big people like Vegas, Dave, with, uh, I don't know, 4 million uh, subscribers on Instagram, for example, they don't share it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, also in addition, they do not only not share it, they don't care about it. So mm -hmm. they are going on podcast shows, but they do not really care about it um, afterwards. So it's it's really hard also to build a connection, to build a relationship to those people because they they come on your show, they do the podcast interview, mm -hmm. and they are gone. And, and what I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to build relationships with people, staying in touch with the people um, and and this is uh, kind of hard. What do you think about that? What's your point on this? So I, I think that's a really great point, first and foremost, because I know like we were lucky enough to have Grant Cardone back on the show in 2016. So that's, you know, five years ago now. And he shared us on every platform that, that he was on at that point. So it really helped us with traffic and things like that. Like that really just don't happen anymore, because like you said, they're going on a lot more shows, they're doing a lot more media. And I, th I think from a certain standpoint, I don't know if you've seen this as well, like I, at a certain point, you do get tired of telling your own story. So I, I think it, it is about, you know, how can you make a better connection and things like that. So as a host, one of the things I've really tried to do that that's helped is I've really tried to find something unique to talk to that person about that, you know, other shows don't bring up with them. And it, it helps your chances of getting shared. But at the same time, it, it's handled some of that other piece that you were talking maintaining the connection. Because it can be really, really hard because they're going on so many different shows, doing so many different pieces of media. 
And you have to understand from a certain standpoint, you're going to have a low percentage of, you know, well-known people that you network with. So there, those interviews are really more about positioning and more about branding. You know, positioning being seen and positioned with the right people talking about the right things. So they give you credibility. Um, it's the but you have on there really more about getting you out there and getting seen and getting shared by the guest. Understanding that strategy and because of that, really just doubling down on it. What what is your podcast strategy nowadays? Uh, is it still the same um, like back in 2015, just interviewing people, or um, are you doing your own shows? So for the people out there who do not know the Create Your Own Life podcast, um, are you talking uh, talking about some topics by your own, or are you doing only interviews? Because you mentioned it's more about your personality, about the Jeremy Slate personality, and mm -hmm. uh, not about whom he's interviewing. So th there's, since we first started, we did five days a week. And we, we've dropped down about three years ago to three days a week. And the reason being, because number one, like five days a week, that's a lot of interviews, man. Like you can't, you, you can't keep up with doing that many interviews. So then in going to three days a week, um, we did two interviews a week and then one content piece a week. So, you know, we'd have the, the Friday show, which would be me, and then we'd have the other two, which were interviews with guests. And I found now that just, once again, it's I'm just doing a lot of interviews. So actually in July, uh, we have our first big content calendar change in a couple of years now, where we're really going to be focusing on just one good quality interview a week. So that really allows us to focus on the guests we want, um, as well as one content piece from me. And the reason that we do it that way is I tell people that people come for the guests at the beginning of the week and they stay for you. Because if you're just doing interviews, you're not really allowing people to understand you, get to know you and learn from you. So it doesn't really help your brand. So I, that's my viewpoint on it is it's really, you know, it's a good positioning piece. It's a good conversational piece, but also you're giving people a reason to stick around for you. I think that's, uh, that's a good thinking, a good way, because this is also what I'm trying to do here in the, our business and lifestyle legend podcast. It's uh, always a conversation, not that boring question answer game. It's more a conversation and I always try to bring some, some insights uh, in uh, from my businesses. So because people sure. want to, people don't want to listen to, to those boring stories. What you mentioned before, people are getting tired of telling their stories again and again. Well, it gets like rote, you know what I mean? Like they, they're used to saying, and then step one, and then step two, and then step three. So it's like, it, it has to be just what you said, like a, a conversation. Yeah, and um, I think uh, people who are listening to a Grant a Grand Cardone or a Gary Vee or anything like that, they know about their stories. So mm -hmm. um, you shouldn't be, what you mentioned, the... 1000s podcast who is asking how did you start how did you do that so these are known uh, known facts out there <laughs> but um, and and people want to listen to conversations because um, they don't want to listen to that boring question answer games they want to hear stories for example mm -hmm. as when we were kids what did we listen to to stories so that that's that's why um, I always try to get some stories out of the guests And um, I would like to hear some interesting, some exciting stories for you. So um, when you were starting your podcast, you mentioned mm -hmm. it was a hobby first. But then there was a certain point, I think, when you monetize it and when you realize, hey, there is a business in that hobby. Um, could, you, could you tell us something about that? So yeah. 
how was that moment? Uh, how did you scale your podcast? Um, what's uh, what's in for for people um, creating a podcast? So uh, can they earn ten thousand dollars a month or one hundred k a month? Um, could you share some stories with us out of that experience? Well, really, for me, you know, I started it just as as a hobby because I'd failed at so many different things. So um, this is back in in beginning or, or, or middle of 2016, I, I had a, a friend say to me, you know, hey, can you do this for me? And I'm like, what, like start a podcast for you? So we actually ended up starting a business where we did a done for you podcast model where we, you know, created the show, set up the show flow, uh, did all the interview questions, booked all the guests, all the graphic design, set up the social media, built your website, like it was way too much stuff. And we weren't really making any money on it because we were doing so much stuff. And we found that um, our clients were like, hey, this is great, but I'm really busy. I really just don't want to run a show because it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of work. And that was funny because it, it was even with us doing pretty much everything for them. They just saw it as you know, too much of a commitment to do it. So we, we ended up actually just working on putting our clients on really great podcasts. So we, we dropped kind of the 80% people didn't care about. And we started working on really getting our clients on great shows, getting them positioned the right way. Because that was one of the things we did when we launched someone's podcast is, you know, and it makes sense. You want to put them on other shows because that's what people are listening to and listen to them. We did that. Um, you know, things really took off. And it was interesting because you know, I wasn't quite making enough money yet, but it was close enough to what I was making at the marketing firm I was walk working at. So I ended up moving over to that full time because... Like I said, it wasn't paying all the bills, but it was paying enough of them. So it allowed me to kind of dedicate my time to growth because you do at a certain point kind of hit this like log jam where you can only do so much. So I had to really go, you know, full time into that. And the first year was tough, right? Like we didn't make that much money, but, um, you know, it's grown each and every year. And, you know, even last year during the pandemic, we grew uh, 71%. So, you know, we've done very, very well at, at creating a great business, which has all been built off of podcasting. So you were realizing, hey, there's too much work building a podcast, doing all the social media stuff um, mm -hmm. because it's not worth because uh, people are not listening to those uh, new podcasts anymore. And it's way it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily that it was it was realizing that just really the clients we were working with were so busy. They just didn't want to sit down and run interviews. It was easier to be interviewed than actually sit down and run interviews. Because it's the, 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 the shows we ran actually did pretty well. Like one hit the top 100 in health and things like that. So the shows did really well. But it was also from the standpoint of like my understanding of it was if I really want to run somebody's podcast, you almost have to be like a brand manager, right? And you have to do everything so you can succeed and do it well. And we just weren't able to, to charge enough because it wasn't valuable enough in people's perspective to be able to do it. So that was kind of what we actually ran into is the shows did really well. We got them ranked, but it was just what we really needed to do to make it succeed and just wasn't really feasible based on how much we were making off of it. Okay. Um, so, but then you were, you were going into uh, the services uh, direction. What about mm -hmm. your own podcast? Are you putting ads on it or um, any commercials where you gain money from? So we've had some advertisers over the years that we've done pretty well with. Like we've done um, Audible's affiliate program for years, and they pay you very, very well off of you know giving away free books on your show, which has been great. Um, but we worked in a lot, with a lot of great companies like um, like Audible, like LinkedIn, like Gusto, and we've we've had a lot of great success with 
with our advertisers. Now, it doesn't mean like, you know, we're bringing in tens of thousands of dollars a month from advertising because we have a decent show. We don't have a huge show. So we, we've done well with what we brought in there. But really, the, the mainline business is what we do at Command Your Brand. And that's, that's really where most of our revenue comes from. Okay. So, um, and now you're helping people uh, not creating their own podcasts anymore. You're cre helping people to being guests on other shows, right? Yeah. Um, so how can we imagine that? Um, are you just um, getting in touch with other podcasters, sending them on um, one email template? Um, hey, I have this awesome coach here. He is on, mentioned on Forbes and has three companies, etc. stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> would you like to interview them? Uh, because I got a lot of that emails yeah. for, the, for our podcast. Well, so what we've really done is we look at ourselves as a PR firm for the podcast space. So we're trying to figure out, you know, what position do you need to have? Like, who, who do you need to be seen by? Um, we also have a method that we take people through called story message call to action, like how your personal story ties into what you're teaching, ties into what you want somebody to do at the end. And then we're also putting together a full media kit. We're putting together suggested questions, like all the stuff to really make it successful and easier for the host as well. So that's a lot of what we're doing. Um, I, I like that you point out coaches because we actually, as a company, don't work with coaches because I find that um, as an industry, they're harder to work with. They're just not as interesting and, and things like that. We're really working with people that are you know, purpose-driven in what they're doing. They've built a large company or they're building a big company um, or they're very successful in the health and wellness space. We just don't tend to not work with a lot of coaches just because I'm not a huge fan of the industry. Yeah, I think uh, what, what you mentioned um, about it's getting harder and harder, that's also for the online marketing niche, for the coaching niche, because yeah. in the past couple of years, everybody is creating their online marketing agency or their digital marketing agency, um, creating a coaching business, uh, putting online a, a Shopify store, all that kind of <laughs> stuff, and um earning money just by selling video courses and stuff like that. So this is something uh, I do not like that much. And um, there's some good ones out there, but I just feel like most of them don't have a ton of value to, to give, man. Like, I feel like they're trying to get, they're trying to get money out of you for something they actually don't even know how to do themselves. So it's just for me, like if we're going to work with somebody, they have to be somebody that's really making an impact. Like we have um, a client that's building a massive company in water treatment, which is super cool because like we do, you know, only have a certain amount of water on the world and stuff like that. Like we want to work with people like that, that are making change, that are doing big things that are, you know, they're not just throwing up an online course and saying, okay, pay me $20,000 for it. Cause I'm just, I'm not a big believer in that industry. What? 100% agree with that, man. Um, so I, I like that point because people are taught out there, hey, you need to create your own YouTube channel. You need to build up a big Instagram and um, as well a podcast. And you, uh, you are stepping in and, and you're telling the people, hey, you don't have to do that. You need mm -hmm. to be shown and we can do that for you because we bring you on the shows who are already have some listeners. I like that point because it's way easier um, for the entrepreneurs out there instead of starting their own podcast. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the thing too. Like you can have some really great conversations with some incredible people. And I think the thing people don't think about with, with podcasts and appearing on them as a guest, or even like, you know, the perspective of a host is just the high level networking that you do. Like most of my best friends I've met through podcasting. And that's something that wouldn't be possible. Were we not going on each of the shows and things like that? So I think, 
the the bigger perspective is yes you're making an impact on audiences which is incredible but like you're also getting to to meet some of the coolest people you're ever going to meet like going on podcasts 100% agree and what you mentioned um and what I did before, podcast is a great vehicle to, to getting in touch with people because if you are an online entrepreneur like me, um, I'm sitting 12 hours a day in my office. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that much in contact with people out there, uh, even through sales, the sales calls or something like that. But um, if you're doing podcasts, you're talking to people you have not met before. Uh, for 30 minutes uh, up to an hour and mm -hmm. you get to know them and uh, as as we mentioned before you get into a conversation with them and um, if you realize if you like that guy or not and if so you can stay in touch with them and podcast is a vehicle to get into that door because mm -hmm. um I don't know. If I drop you an email, hey, Jeremy, do you want to talk with me? You say, hey, uh, why? Why should I do that? I don't have time. I'm busy, man. But if I invite you, for example, for a podcast interview on my show, you say, hey, okay, we can do that. Why not? So, and, and this, so well, podcast. It's because it's building a platform. Yeah, because building a platform. You know, a blog or things like that like you have an ability to actually give something to some people when you're saying like hey can i pick your brain or can i chat with you or whatever it's a it's a what are you going to do for me flow you know what i mean I, so I think that's really cool about podcasting is you're having a conversation but that conversation others to find out about that person so there's a ton of value for them in that yeah 100 agree um I think uh, you are not running your podcast by your own you also have some stuff behind you right yeah, so we have a, an awesome team of people editing the show, booking the show, and stuff like that. Um, it started day one with me doing absolutely everything, and I learned how to do a lot of that stuff, and then I found people to basically do them. Now, I'm kind of weird with how I build a process. Um, every process that we create in the company, whether it's in the podcast or whether it's in um, you know the actual PR side of things, I've built that process myself. So I know how it works. I know what goes wrong. I know what goes right. So that's allowed me to go out and find people and train them in my way of doing things. And it's been really great for, you know, how we get the show edited, some of the marketing pieces we make, and then also, you know, for some of the awesome guests we're booking on the show as well. I, li I like that uh, thing again because uh, it's the same that I, I did before. When I was starting my e-commerce store, I don't know, 10 years ago, I did everything by myself. I did yep. all the designs, but I'm not a designer, so the, the designs were very poor <laughs> those times. Uh, but... but but what you mentioned, you know I, I about totally the process. I totally feel you, by the way, man. My first piece of cover art is like embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how it is when you start everything from scratch by your own. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the, the good point about this is that you know about the process. You know how many, how long it takes to create this and that and uh, how many effort you need to put into, I don't know, contact 100 people a day to get on a show or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think maybe it's not necessary those those days uh, to do that anymore. But if it's not the baddest idea to do that because you know about the process, what you uh, what you meant uh, mentioned before. And so, do you have your stuff from the United States, or are you working with people from the overseas, like from the Philippines? So we have a we have kind of a mixed staff. We have um, ten people on our team here in the U.S., and then we have another um, five people in the Philippines that and that do a lot of like 
um, email management, um, you know, ed- audio video editing, things like that. So we do have kind of a mixed staff and, you know, everybody's on the same staff meeting on Monday mornings on a Zoom call. So, you know, we, we are in different places, but we, we really try to do a, a great job, you know, working together as a team and as a community. Yeah, so th- that's exactly, I- I'm not sure uh, if you're knowing that, but that's exactly what we do in, with Jobmify.com. So um, we are uh, helping companies to hire people from the overseas to hire remote work. This is how this podcast is running here, how uh, some of my companies are running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do not have that much stuff from Germany. I mostly outsourced to, to the overseas because mm-hmm. um, it's a great system. And I like if, uh, what you said, that you have a great team behind you and everybody is on the same uh, Monday morning meeting. That, that's always something. Well, um, it's Monday morning for some of us, Monday night for others of us, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, but, but I like that because that's uh, what I always say to our clients. You need to treat those people like they are team members, not just freelancers yes. sitting somewhere and you drop them some tasks. You need to treat them because they are humans. They are mm-hmm. team members. And um, if you treat them like that, they are very loyal and they do a great job because they have the same vision like you, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting too, because I feel like a lot of people, and, and I've observed this, you're, you're 100% right. I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, treat workers in other countries like their automation and stuff like that, which is crazy to me because, you know, like the pay rates are different and things like that. But like, I don't know, like, we've sent birthday gifts, we've sent Christmas gifts, like the it's our, our, you know, workers outside of the US are some of the coolest people I've ever met. So I think when you give yourself an ability to build a relationship like that and realize, hey, these are people treat them like people, but I think there's a lot of companies that just don't do that. And it's just it's really weird to observe, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, definitely. So in Germany, it's quite uncommon, we are uh, quite unique with our service that uh, we bring those people together with people from the overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the U.S. it's uh, more common, right? With, it's uh, it's super, with super common here in the U.S. Like a lot of people do it. Um, now, not a lot of people do it well, but a lot of people do it. Um, so it is, it, it's, you know, like you said, it is about really trying to create team and not just treating people like they're freelancers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, by getting by the end of this episode could you share your tools you're working on for your podcast show um, with the people out there who would like to start a podcast um yeah could you share your your tools you're using oh gosh there's there's so many um so like the the camera i'm talking to you right now on it's just a a 4k webcam so that's been super awesome it's a lot of tech brio um, but I found that unless you have an app with it, and it's all, the app's only on Mac, it's called Webcams. You can change like aperture and a lot of things like that, and it makes it like a really, really nice quality camera. So that's been great. Um, we do that. Um, the mic I'm using is a lot uh, is a uh, SM7B by Sure. Um, I've used so many over the years. It's a great mic. Um, and then in terms of like what we're using for hosting, like we're hosting with Libsyn. Um, we are doing all of our editing in Adobe Audition. And then a lot of our video clips are created first in uh, Adobe Premiere Pro, and then they go over to um, Headliner app. And that's where we're kind of putting on a lot of the large size captions and things like that. I found that the size of the captions you use um, when you're creating one of those Headliner type videos with the captions on it actually really matters. Um, I found like 32 and up to be like kind of the, the proper font size to use to get more eyes and attention on it. 
So there's there's so many different things we're using. I could go on and on, um, but you know, really like the the Logitech Brio 4K has been a game changer. Um, but also with the webcam settings app because it's a night and day different camera. Um, also as well, another tool I'm using right now is called Crisp.ai, and uh, I'm actually using it right now in this conversation. It's a background sound filter, so. Um, it, it's in HD now. When they first made it, it turned down the sound quality just slightly. Now it's it's got super great sound quality, but it can learn what the sounds are that you have in the background and block them out. So you could even be in a, a loud coffee shop or I've had the baby crying or things like that happening and, and you really can't tell. So um, I'm super techy with a lot of stuff and I could just you know go on and on with different softwares and tools and stuff I'm using. Okay, awesome. So thanks for sharing that. Um, is there anything you would like to mention to the people out there by the end of this episode? Well, I would just tell them, you know, like, I, I think podcasting is a great place for a lot of people, but I would say, unless you have an idea that's different, unless you're going to niche down, unless you're going to be different with what you're doing, it may not be a great idea to start. Because I think so many people start the exact same podcast and they wonder why nobody listens to them. So unless you're going to do, unless you're going to be different, start small and niche, then I just really wouldn't start. Yeah. Uh, 100% agree with that. So thanks for those advices. Uh, thanks for sharing uh, all those knowledge with us, uh, all those, um, yeah, great thoughts uh, about podcasting. Uh, guys, if you want to listen to his podcast, it's a Create Your Own Life podcast on iTunes from Jeremy Slate. And uh, for sure, we will link that in the description below. So thanks, Jeremy, for being here. Was well, nice talking to you, man. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you guys liked that episode. I think you learned a little bit more about podcasting today. If you if you did so, um, please rate our podcast. I always read the uh, reviews by myself, so please uh, give us a rating on iTunes and stick with us in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeremy. Bye, bye. <laughs>